0: Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Cinemass Podcast. This is a special episode, and the first in a new series of shorter episodes. We don't really have a, n- a name for these episodes yet, but these are going to be shorter episodes where we're going to focus on some of the timeless movie debates uh, that that movie fans out there have had. Things like who is the best Batman? Did Han shoot first in Star Wars? These are the stupid movie debates that movie fans have discussed for years, and today we are going to talk about one of the more recent debates. Does the top in Inception wobble, and is Cobb living in a dream at the end of Inception? Today my guest Ryan Skidmore and I both bring our theories to the table and discuss what that iconic last shot in Inception really means. Here we go. So, a totem. You need a small object, potentially heavy, something you can have on you all the time that what, no one else like knows. Like a coin? No, it needs to be more unique than that. Well, this is a
1: loaded die. No, I can't let you touch it, that would defeat the purpose. See, only I know the balance and the weight of this particular loaded die.
0: That way when you look at your totem, you know beyond a doubt that you're not in someone else's dream. Alright, welcome to another episode of the Cinemask Podcast. This is a special short episode. We are having uh, a discussion around what I like to call stupid stupid movie debates or stupid movie questions. And these questions are the types of questions that you kind of ask with your friends while you're hanging out, right? And my guest today is Ryan Skidmore. Ryan, welcome.
1: Hello. I'm super excited to be here, Brandon.
0: (laughs) So today we're going to talk about the... One of the biggest questions I think of the last, I don't know, 10 years or so, that I think it's one of the most hotly debated questions, and that is the end of inception. Is it a dream? Is it not a dream? Does the top wobble? So to start off, I think it's important to kind of revisit what we're really talking about when we talk about the top wobbling. Is it a dream? So walk us through Ryan real quickly about what the totems are and how they work in Inception.
1: So the totems let you know whether you're in a dream or not. You have your own special totem. It can't be anything simple. It needs to be uh, direct to you. You need to be able to identify with it. Um, in this case, uh, Cobb uses the spinning top, mm-hmm. right?
0: And then Ariadne, she uses the chess piece that she can knock over. Mm-hmm which I'm not exactly sure like how that works. I think she like drills a hole, and she like drills one side, so it's, it's weighted.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then um, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levins' character, I can't remember his he name. He has the weighted dice. Yeah, he has the weighted die. Uh, and then uh, Tom Hardy's character has the chips. He oh has, yeah, He has the, poker chips. Yep. So everyone kind of has their individual totem. And the purpose is once you come out of the dream... You activate your totem to let you know that you're no longer in the dream. And the the idea behind it, like you said, is you're the only one who knows how it works. So that way, if someone is constructing the dream, they can't replicate what your totem can do. So, the top. At the end of the movie, right, we get to the end of the climax. Cobb is able to get home. And he spins the top. And then he sees his kids, and he goes, and he goes to see his kids. And right before that movie cuts, it looks like there's just a slight wobble to that top, which has then turned into, is it a dream or not?
1: So what I think is best about this is throughout the movie... um, Cobb always has that dream where he sees his kids Mm -hmm. and he always hopes that they'll turn around and look at him. And throughout the whole movie you don't see the kids' face the whole time. Because in the dream, he never sees their face and he always wants to call out to them. Mm -hmm. But towards the end scene, or in the end scene I guess, he yells out to their names and the kids finally turn around to be able to see their dad. Sure. And That's where I think Nolan uh, dictates he's out of the dream because the whole purpose of the first of the movie is he never saw their face in the dream. Mm -hmm. But at the end, when he spins the top and he calls out to his kids, they turn around and run to Dad.
0: So there's uh, an interesting thing I think is worth mentioning is that they do turn around at one point, and it's while he is in limbo with Maul
1: Oh, that's right. And
0: she says, kids, and they turn and look at him, and he turns away because he doesn't want to see their faces because I think in his mind he's thinking, if I see their faces, even in a dream, I'm going to want to stay.
1: Yeah, that's true. And so
0: he purposely doesn't see their faces because he wants to see them in the real world or what he assumes will be the real world. Yeah,
1: I forgot about that.
0: So so I think a lot of things kind of center around the top. Now, you said that you have kind of a, an, uh, a theory about so, so what's your theory?
1: Yeah. So, what I think um, with the top being uh, Maul's totem, mm-hmm. right? He found out that she locked that away, and that's and he starts using that as his totem. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you notice throughout the movie, if he's in the dream or isn't a dream, it dictates whether he wears a wedding ring or not.
0: Okay. So you submit to the wedding ring theory, which is that his wedding ring is actually his totem. Yeah. Okay,
1: and with that, I mean, I can't remember towards the end of the movie if he is wearing it or not. I I should have watched it before. So he,
0: so you, I know you were watching. You didn't quite get to this part, but at the end of the film, we don't see his hand when he spins the top, but we do see his hand briefly when he. So I rewatched this movie like three weeks ago, and I kept a kind of a a list of all the different theories that are out there. Mm -hmm. The wedding ring is one of them. And uh, so I was like, okay, does he have the wedding ring at the end? And you don't see him in the final scene with it, but when he goes through customs and he hands his passport, he is wearing the wedding ring.
1: Okay. Okay. I, I didn't see that. So Or remember that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, or wait, is he? I can't remember. Shoot. I can't remember if he does or he doesn't. But I remember S- Someone saying, Google it and oh, put it the in the we- comments. The wedding <laughs> ring. Uh, but the wedding ring is... Either he does or he does... I, I think that he does have it in, in that part.
1: But... It- are we going to submit to – I guess it I, – I think Nolan keeps it open as well, like, to the interpretation of the viewer that's watching yes. it. Because he wants us to keep thinking about this movie. And I think it's his way of keeping the legacy of Inception alive, right? Because you're going to have those conversations all the time of what do you think about the top? Like, mm-hmm. is he still in the dream or is he not? And I think that's the – I think that's what makes this movie – like one of the best Nolan, if not the best Nolan movies there is because mm-hmm. of all the questioning behind it, and that you could go watch it four times in a week in the theaters like I did, and mm-hmm. still come out just like amazed and have so many questions like
0: so so I'll give you my thought. Okay. My thought is that everything that we see for the basically the last two thirds of the movie is a dream, mm-hmm. everything. Uh, the reason I think that, is that throughout the movie we see him use the totem several times mm-hmm. in the first 40 minutes or so. And, you know, when he's explaining the totem. So so a couple things are important about the totem. One is that it's not his, that it's Maul's, right? Yep. But he seems to use it still. The second thing, so I I think that 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 the top is his totem. I think that he's adopted
1: I was yeah. going to say, do we know what his totem was before that? We don't. Okay.
0: Also a very intentional thing, I think. Yeah. Uh, so I think he's adopted the totem as a, at the top as a totem as a way of remembering Maul. <clears throat> Second, no one is supposed to know how your totem works, but two people know how his totem mm-hmm. works. That's Ariadne and Joseph Gordon-Levins' character. Can't remember his name. Yeah. I can't either. <laughs> um, so we'll just call him Jesus Just like most of his characters in other movies. <laughs> so uh, those two, so two characters do know how to use his mm-hmm. his totem. Here's the other thing that's significant about his totem is that uh, in the dream world, his totem keeps spinning. So it's one that has an it reacts normally outside of the dream world and reacts abnormally inside the dream world. Whereas the dice and the chess piece, they react abnormally outside of the dream world mm. and act normally inside the dream world. That makes sense. So it's very easy to fix. Like if you know that that's his totem and you know what it does, it's very simple for pretty much anyone. I mean, a top either falls down or stays up. Yeah. So if you know that that's his totem, you would think that that's what happens, right? So I think it's easy to pretend, easy to... Uh, program a dream so that his totem works. <clears throat> but I think that when they go and visit the guy who makes the, I can't, I can't remember everyone's names in these movies, but the guy who makes the sedative. Oh, yes. I think that there's a really key line there and a key moment that happens after they test out the uh, sedative. So he they go down there and there's all those people that are sleeping, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, they sleep for, for a super long time. And uh, I can't remember who it is that asks. I think it was uh, Ken Watanabe's character. He says, well, how, why, why do they sleep? And because their dreams are better than reality.
1: Yeah. Or it's the only way they can dream anymore. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And so I think that when, so here's the thing. So up until that point, we've seen Leo spin his, uh, Cobb has spun his mm-hmm. top and it's, it's, it's fallen. It's, it's all good. Right. After that, after that scene, he goes to spin his top and it doesn't spin cuz he gets interrupted by someone he spins it and it instantly falls and he doesn't get a spin on it and we never see him use the totem again until the very last scene mm. so i think that he is still asleep in i think that he's still asleep in in the sedative room okay and that as he continues to go deeper and deeper that I think that he probably programmed the dream that he wants which is hey we do this mission hey we go and we, we are successful I get to go home and see my kids and then everything below that is not you know one step down two steps down it's actually two steps down three steps down and so every time that we think they're going one more layer into a dream we're actually going one layer deeper into Cobb's dream than we realize
1: yeah And I think I I think that could be plausible with what's her name Ariadne. Ariadne, Um, she gets so intimate with him and knows exactly what he's in his dream world is Mm -hmm. like. And with her being the architect, she could go in and tailor it to what he wants to see.
0: Yeah. And I think up until that point, she had already hadn't she already seen his house? She had already followed him into his dream, right?
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, she followed him into his dream and went to his world. And uh, that's where she started. And then after she started building a dream a dream world using real things. Mm-hmm. And that's when he was like, don't – you never use real places because then you get lost in your dreams. Yeah, you start to believe that they're real. Yeah.
0: Which – right? Yep. So is it a dream? So <clears throat> there is – so I, I think – so I have two theories. One is that it is a dream and the other is not. The second one is that <clears throat> I think you could also almost argue that one of Cobb's totems is Maul. Yeah. And that if she shows up in a dream, then it is a dream. Yeah. And if she is not around, then you are no longer in, in a dream. <clears throat> and so the fact that she is not there with his, with his children at the end, I think, is indicative of the fact that it is not. A dream,
1: or maybe she just hasn't shown up to ruin his life yet. Yeah, maybe <laughs> shows up with a gun because she, she always shows up at the most uh, inopportune times, right? That's so she, true. Like whenever they're trying to do something critical or pivotal, p- pivotal mm-hmm. in the movie, sure, she shows up and starts stabbing or shooting people.
0: Yeah, she starts wrecking house. Um, I'm trying to think if there's another. So, so okay. So, do you submit to the theory that at the end of the movie, it is a dream?
1: You know, i I want to believe that it's real because mm-hmm. I want Cobb to have that happy ending. Like sure. every every normal person wants that happy ending in the movie. We want we want the guy to get the girl. We want uh, the per, the person to succeed. And with Cobb's situation, we want from the very beginning he states, "I everybody thinks I killed her, and I just want to go home and see my kids." Mm-hmm. So at that final moment he gets to see his kids and hug them and stuff. And that's what we as human beings, we want to see that if you're a normal human being, you want to see the happiness at the end of the movie. So for me, I really like to think that the top falls over at the end because I want Cobb to have that happy ending. Yeah. But it's also more fun to think that he's still in the dream world.
0: Yeah. And I think that this, that one of the enduring successes of inception is that, you know, in a, in a lot of movies, you can you can kind of pick things apart and go, "Oh, this is the definitive answer." And with Inception, Christopher Nolan and, and his brother Jonathan, who helped him write this movie, did such a good job of making sure that all possibilities work. Yeah. Right, and so that the top wobbling now makes you go back and you look at all the different possibilities, and there is no right answer. Mm-hmm. And yet, for a lot of you know, for a lot of movies, I think we would kind of consider that a flaw, where you know you're not necessarily playing by your own rules. But the fact that we're talking about dreams here make it makes the rules yep. a little more kind of loosey goosey, right? You can kind of do more things. And so it makes that top scene so, you know, like you you talked about, it, it makes it something that, you know, 10 years later, we're still talking about.
1: Well, I think rules do play, could play a factor in this as well, because they have their own dream rules as well. Mm-hmm. Like, if, like when she goes into Cobb's dream, and she starts messing with things, like, in the city and things like that mm-hmm. the people start pushing her and attacking
0: her yeah the subconscious yeah. tries to fight back
1: yeah and so it seems like nolan sets those rules inside the dream world that mm-hmm. we are trying to uh follow throughout the entire movie to see if it is a dream or reality where where they are at, at any point in time in the movie
0: yeah and I, and I think that's, like, one of the, the big successes uh, mm-hmm. of that film. My, I guess that one of the last questions that I had, and we can kind of continue talking, obviously, is, like, does it matter? Right? I, I think that the idea that – so, I mean, obviously the debate is, is it a dream or not, right? Mm-hmm. But I think for even Cobb, right, so he spins that top, and he doesn't even look to see if it's going to fall over or not. And he – you know, his kids turn around. Now, this is another little tricky thing that yeah. Christopher Nolan did. The kids are in the exact same spot where we see them earlier, kind of in his flashback, where he's kind of telling his story. But they're two; they're different actors. Yep. They're slightly older, yep. uh, but not old enough to where you go, oh, they're definitely different people. Those kids look very similar, but they're still, I think, like six months to a year older than... The way you see them earlier in in the film which then goes back to
1: is he dreaming is he dreaming
0: or not and no one sets up the option for both right he could be aging up his kids in a dream or they could generally you know genuinely be older so but for him he sees his kids and it doesn't matter if he's in a dream or not right and and we're both dads yeah and if i i if i had basically felt like i was never going to see my children again i couldn't even really talk to them on the phone because you know grandparents are like oh you can't talk to them and i came up with this scheme to see them and i ended up in a reality real or not where i am able to see my kids like it's good enough for me
1: yeah pans down just let me let me be with them yeah
0: this this feels real enough you know whether or not it is doesn't matter for me at that point i'm i'm with them and that's all that i really care about
1: the thing that's interesting with that with that scene is how you mentioned the kids are in the exact same spot. Why would they be in that exact same spot like at the end of the movie? Like is that how Cobb has always envisioned them, you know? Because like if he goes and mm-hmm. it's real and he got over to America like how he was supposed to be and he walks in that back in that front door and sees them through the back door. Mm-hmm. Why would they be in that exact same position that is in their is in his dream state.
0: So what if maybe they have a dog that poops in one specific spot in the backyard <laughs> and they're digging at and it. And they're always just checking out the poop. <laughs> yeah. Uh I don't know. Again it it kinda comes back to I mean, I feel like when I come home, like fifty fifty shot sometimes my daughter's in one specific spot. Yeah, just right kids. in front of the TV. <laughs> Same too. So, you know, she'll be like standing up watching, you know, whatever it is. So I don't know. I, I think, you know, it, it, again, it goes back to, I mean, maybe that scene could be a dream, maybe it couldn't, but also it could just be symbolic, right, of yeah. him being able to see his family again, and not making it some, you know, although I feel like we would get to see the real thing, it wouldn't be just a symbolic scene.
1: Yeah, and maybe it's Cobb saying, I, I'm i done doing this, I don't care anymore, because mm-hmm. He, I feel like he kind of gets a resolution with maul towards the end as well mm-hmm. and maybe that's what he was trying to get this entire time was that resolution feeling mm-hmm. and when he gets that he uh, because he's finally able to shoot her right mm-hmm. he's finally able to kill his wife even though he never really killed his wife yay and like <laughs> but like it's that final resolution that he's able to move forward with where he's never been able to in any other dreams before and maybe he is in that dream and he's like finally i know i can go spend time with my kids and my deranged wife now that is always trying to kill me is not going to do that anymore and i can spend time with my kids
0: yeah all right (laughs) so we've thrown in like five different scenarios (laughs) really deep (laughs) all right gun to your head uh dream or no dream dream okay i say dream yeah so But it's a great dream. It is. It's the best dream. It is. So, anyway. Well, cool, man. Hey, I appreciate you coming on for this, you know, short, special episode. And I look uh, look forward to having you on in the future. I can't wait. All right. Go watch Inception, everybody, and tell us, is it a dream? Is it not a dream? Thanks, everybody. The Cinemass podcast is produced and hosted by me, Brandon Treadway. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at brandonerd 12 Our theme song was by David Limitao. Our outro music is Time by Hans Zimmer from Inception. For movie news, reviews, and more, make sure to follow Cinemas on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you like the show and want to support us, please subscribe and leave a review. It really helps the show out a ton. Thanks for listening.